uh, how did I want to do this? All right. Um, attention. All right, privates, welcome to the uh, first day of Gen Z military. Uh, drop and give me a hundred push-ups. Girl push-ups. Uh, what are you? Some sort of how uh, LGBTQ person? Because that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like that is valid. <laughs> I would like to have a discussion on how our different backgrounds affected <laughs> us differently and shaped our respective worldviews. <laughs> and also, uh, if you can't do a hundred girl push-ups, that's also fine. <laughs> we have we're very accepting of the differently weighted. Here in the Gen Z military. You tell me what you're good at, what you would like to do a hundred of, and I'm sure we can work something out. Yeah, you do a hundred of something. <laughs> Anything you like. Except saying slurs. One of your interests. Now let's go commit a genocide with an X instead of an E. Semperfy. Hooah. GX genocide. <laughs> GX genocide. Also, it's a private company now. <laughs> it's It's owned by... What would be a funny company to... Welcome to the Tampax Military. <laughs> the U.S. military, sponsored by Tampax. We we go down to Afghanistan, and we destroy an entire village, and then we say, this GXNSI has been brought to you by Tampax. And we say, Tampax, you ever, got a, you ever get shot? Put a Tampax in there. Um I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Should we do a different intro bit? <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want. I, but how do you feel about it? I feel like it was a 5 out of 10 intro bit. Yeah, went bit, on for a while. I'm a bit lukewarm on that one. Yeah. Tell you the truth. So what do you think? Brad, can I interest you in joining the Army? Yes. I would love to join But the let Army. me tell you this. Hmm. All of your friends are going to die. Yeah. And also, it's you're going to be in the jungle. Okay. You're in? Yeah, I mean, I just I wasn't listening to anything you said. I'm one of those types of guys that just joins the military without doing any research on it. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, man. What have I, grandma, uh, fuck. Damn, everyone's going to have to respect me for this because I don't read books. Yeah, I mean, that was what this movie was about. I love people who joined, like... And it, like people who join any war like 20 years into it, like signing up to go to Afghanistan in like 2013 and then you're just like... Man, everyone has to think I'm a hero because I can't Google. Yeah. Well, to me, it's just crazy to, like, get to military age and still not know the military's bad. Yeah. Yeah, man. How does that happen? I we mean, have enough content for you to... Like, the Call of Duties don't even make war look that <laughs> fun anymore, dude. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's just people who have literally never read one book. Seriously. Even article. They're like, I'm not even on Twitter. Dude, I played Call of Duty 4, mm. and I wanted to join the army the whole whole way through. And then you get to the end, Gaz dies. Mm. And I'm like, I can't handle this in a video game, let alone for real, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I can't know, just shoot Imran Zakaev right just, after my friend died. It's just funny to me that like there's still people who are just like, yeah, we did like two bad things, but every other time the military, that's the same as the Justice League, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how many times uh, uh, people think we've won. Because that was a. Uh, we should talk about what movie are we doing this week? 
Yeah, I guess we can cut an intro bit out of that. This week we did Platoon, not to be confused with the video game Splatoon. <laughs> uh, it's different. I was lost for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this. I was like, damn, where's the colors and the paint and the, and the guy spraying water? Yeah, the inklings should be popping out any minute now. Yeah. Crazy that Nintendo wanted to make an IP out of this. Yeah. As Nintendo's first movie is what I was thinking this whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, we watched Platoon, directed by a friend of the show and written by a friend of the show, Oliver Stone. Not to be conserv- confused with, um, isn't Oliver Stone, like, isn't there two Oliver Stones? One of them's, like, bad. No, that's Roger Stone. Never mind. Yeah, you're thinking of Roger Stone, Oliver Stone. the only guy who confused that. Evil brother. Um, I mean... Probably another one of our listeners did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet they're like, thank you, Brad, for clearing that up for me. Thank Thank you, Brad, for taking the hit on that embarrassing Google. They're like, Brad's always doing fucking disclaimers. That's what we like about him. (laughs) As pointless as they need to be, Brad's here. Disclaimer Bradley. (laughs) Just giving people heads ups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Generally. Yeah, so Oliver Stone was one of those guys who we were just talking about. He joined the Vietnam War 20 years into it. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he was in Oxford at the time, and like, which is insane. It is nuts. <laughs> You're yeah. like smart enough to get into Oxford, not smart enough to realize it's fucked down there. Well, I think he kind of knew it was fucked, but he had like that weird, dumbass attitude that I think that you and I both had to a degree when we were like living in rich families, where we're like, we have it a little too good right now. Yeah, let me see like... what what else is going on, and then we just like became poor. Uh, this point, one of, one of my main points in this is like, uh, yeah, that's not not being sheltered. Like if you no, if, yeah, I'm saying it is being if you sheltered. Join the if you join the military to like stop being sheltered, you're stupid as fuck. Like yeah, you're joining the U.S. military, the one with all the concrete bases and mortars and weapons of mass destruction, and you're like. Man, sure is dangerous out here. I'm going to be bar mitzvah and blood. About to find out what being a man's all about. Yeah, like, if you want to not be sheltered, be homeless, dude. I mean, yeah, and that's go close to what we did. Go actually be broke. Like, don't go fucking, I don't know, don't but go also sign it's up dumb. to I, invade I, some other poor people's country. You're right, but I guess my point is, is that I can empathize with them. Being a rich guy who there was no internet at this time. Only dope-ass military propaganda flicks. And also, you have to remember what the US tra- U.S.'s track record was. They've been champs in wars the whole time up to this point. Wasn't the Alamo before this? Forget it. That was, te- that was more of a Texas thing. <laughs> okay. That fine. was less of America. If America had Texas's back, it would have gone a little differently. Okay, fine. I'll strike that from the record. But what I will say is this was also during the time when uh, the Veterans Against Vietnam movement was huge. You didn't go talk to one of them? Uh, you didn't go, uh, hey, is it fucked down there? And they were like, yeah, it's fucked down there. And you're like, well, I still want hero pussy, so I'm going. Well, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's hero pussy, which is huge. Um, that's probably going to be 90% of the reason why he went. But also the other 10%, he wanted to be a filmmaker. He wanted to be like, let me, let, let's pull some <laughs> Ernest Hemingway type shit. I don't know, man. Join the fucking millet, see some shit. I guess. Turn it into art, baby. I'm not saying it's a good or mature way to look at it. But I'm saying it is a very 20-year-old guy way to look at things. I mean, I guess I can't really argue with that. But, like, you want to be a filmmaker, go to fucking film school. You're already rich enough to go to Oxford, baby. Yeah, well, you I don't, don't know. You don't got to go on down to do a gen- GX genocide. But that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, like, it, it's so easy to say that. 
And I do think what he did was arguably pointless. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't let my son do it. Well, it's easy to do it, too. Like, we turned of military age during the fucking Iraq war. Did you go? No, but I've thought about it. (laughs) You've thought about it? Yeah, I've thought about it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Just as, like, a thing to do. And, like, I don't know. Because you also have to remember, like, this is my thought process on every time I've thought, maybe I should join the army, is it's, like... we're a superpower. We've got the sickest armor, all the tightest guns. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, it is dumb to join the army, but it's this is the smartest army I could join. Yeah, but it's also, like, evil to do that. Yeah, it's evil like, to do a lot of different shit, dude. It's but, evil to be a landlord. Fine. But how do you not connect to the dots of, like, we have all the sickest shit and all the best guns, and we're also going to this poor country. And then you just, like, in your mind, you're like, that's good. Yeah, because I'm poor right now. Yeah. is kind of, I don't know, man. It's e- it's so easy to fuck over other people when you're getting fucked over yourself. That's kind of what the army hinges on. They talk about it a little bit with the different recruits. And, like, earlier on in the movie when they were all caught kind of giving sh- uh, Charlie Sheen shit for coming over just because he wanted to see what it was about. Yeah. Whereas everybody else was coming over because they had, like, literally no other options. They were just poor people f- funneled into this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, the military recruits in an evil way. But I, t- I guess it's just crazy to me to be, like, a poor person who's like, I'm going to go kill other poorer people in a different country so that I can get less poor. Yeah. And then also you come back and you're still poor. Like that's the whole big other thing about the. Yeah. That's the trick of it too. (laughs) But there's also, you know, like they also have the draft and shit too. So like, yeah, they don't like in that particular war war, they didn't have much of a choice. The only reason Charlie Sheen had a choice was because he was in college at the time. Yeah. They also had like draft Dodgers. They did. I think is a much more heroic position to take than, just like Donald Trump did. Yeah. That's why he was our president. I mean, I respect that more than a guy who goes over there and shoots napalm. Honestly, I mean, I respect them both. I don't respect a guy who wanted to go over there to shoot napalm, but I respect a guy who reluctantly went over there to do it. I don't respect a guy who goes over there and sees that, that his job is shooting napalm and then doesn't desert. Where would you go, though? Because I'm with you. Like, I would love to desert. But like, and this is what I've realized watching a lot of these war movies, and I could be way off. Like my entire perception of war is this and Band of Brothers and all of the Call of Duties mostly. Yeah, so it's pretty accurate. It is pretty accurate. You're right. I do know what I'm talking about. But because I was always with you, like I'm going to desert, I'm going to desert. But kind of the whole thing, they touch on it in this movie a little bit, but it's a lot more present in Band of Brothers where you're more fucked if you desert. Because then you're just a guy in in that movie. It was in Germany. You're a guy in or TV show. You're in Germany, and so like you're just like now a basically a fugitive in Germany. Yeah, well, you're gonna get got by the enemies. All your boys now are gonna die because they have less manpower. So you're better if you stick together and just shoot your way out of it. Well, let me kick you a scenario. You go into a Viet Cong camp with your hands up, and you go, "I'm here to snitch." Huh? Uh, yes but you would have to say that in vietnamese well yeah obviously And do you think you could do that yeah i'm a gun to your head can you speak vietnamese brother i'm a fake leftist (laughs) i wouldn't go to vietnam without learning vietnamese you're right that is that's probably the most disrespectful thing they all did (laughs) was not learn the language yeah if you're gonna burn a whole country to the ground 
Learn their fucking way of life first. <laughs> yeah. Learn their customs. Listen, try a bowl of pho. <laughs> exactly, you dude. Like it. Try a peanut saute. If you're going <laughs> to go all the way to Vietnam, try a three-color vermicelli. Yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, like, come off that uh, aggressively hateful and stupid, but also, like, you're going to have to contest a lot of my points. No, and I'm ready. You're, pretty much all of this is just slander. You're in a bad mood, the and military, that's okay. The veterans... The, the but, guys but, that are active, but duty. that's what this movie's about. Like, it is not a good pro-military movie. I wanted to talk about that too because I think this is the first movie that we've done that isn't propaganda, or the first military movie we've done that isn't blatant propaganda. Yeah, uh, with the exception of Starship Troopers, but that's also a space movie. Yeah. Um. So, like, this isn't supposed to portray the military positively. This is supposed to be dog shit and show you what Vietnam actually was. Yeah. I'm just trying to defend Charlie Sheen as being. You know, a naive young boy when he shows up who's trying, who feels bad about where he's at in life and wants to see where the common man's coming from, what they have to deal with. Yeah. And I don't think that's a, you know, I mean, like, you could say that's a dumb thing to do. Why would you do that if you didn't have to? And, like, honestly, I agree a little bit, but also, like, I get why he wanted to. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, my only thing is, like, um, fucking read something. Like, don't go like I don't know like you should be a little bit informed on what the military does if you're gonna join the military. Yeah, I mean you're right, but also like it was probably a lot different in the '70s, um, in terms of like knowing about how shitty the military was. Because like I said before, they had a good track record in terms of wars up to this point. Yeah, and like Vietnam, uh, or at least halfway through Vietnam was really when they first started seeing how fucked they were and mismanaged and hopeless it all was. Yeah, well, um, all I'm saying is, you know, go talk to one of the veterans against Vietnam okay. guys. And maybe, you know what, maybe that's good advice for anyone who's thinking about joining the army. Chat with a veteran. Yeah. See what they're saying. Go down to the fucking Legion. Yeah, honestly, go down to the Legion, listen to a couple of podcasts about it. Yeah, I mean... Check it out. I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. It, it probably would have been a lot harder to find things that were accurate about the military back then. But I don't it, know. I just don't get how you see, like, mass protests. And then you're like, yeah, those, yeah. These fucking liberal should, pussies. I should listen to the government. But, bro, that's a, here's how you do it. You see, oh, look at these liberal pussies. I bet they were fucking protesting during the World War II, too. And what, what would they, we do if we listened to them? We'd all be speaking German right now. That's what they're saying. Well, I mean, they're listening to Fox News and they're like, fuck these guys. I'm going to Vietnam. Yeah. But then it's like, you're right. Uh, that's probably like a real thing. But also, like, I don't have to have sympathy for that type of a guy. Then you're just stupid. I mean, you're right. But it's like, how are you going to change anybody's mind on that matter if you have no sympathy for them? If well, you see I somebody don't... fall into a trap and you're like, you're a fucking idiot, and then just, like, leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, It's I... like, you got to be like, hey, man, look. And that's what this whole movie's about is being like, hey, look, I see how you got to this point. Yeah. You're a regular dude. You've done some horrific shit, but I see how you've gotten here. Yeah. And that's why I think this movie's so good. You're right. My position is a stupid and naive one, I think, but also... I can't change the <laughs> way I feel about this right no, now. No, and I'm glad you have it. Um, I'm glad that we can uh, push back on each other like this. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's I don't know. It's just it's insane to me to go there and like s watch them blow up a village and then be like, I'm in this for the fucking long haul, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, but they had no choice. Shoot yourself in the foot. They didn't want to be there for there. There or were kiss guys. a guy. Like it was. We did discuss easy to that. Get sent home. You're right. We did talk about that before. <laughs> like, it wasn't that hard back. <laughs> they could have just gotten caught making out, and yeah. that would have been get out of here. Yeah, go home. Yeah, take a picture of your staff sergeant. Get caught jacking it to it. Like I can think <laughs> of so many different ways to get out of the military. All all based <laughs> on beating off. Yeah, they're all sexual. But <laughs> ironically, anyway. Um, the only sexual way to not get kicked out of the military is if you do they, do you think they can finish that sentence or do you think I have to say the R word? Say it. As if you, uh, R word, another service member or also a poor villager. I'm not saying it. You're saying you won't get kicked out for that? No, you don't get kicked out for no, that. No, you're right. You don't get kicked out for that. Even now in Afghanistan. Yeah. If you don't even You're get good. court-martialed. Don't even worry about that. Listen, we'll keep you. Look, war's hell. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. <laughs> A lot of bad stuff happens in hell. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But, uh, but also there was a guy who did stab himself to get sent home. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did see that. And it's like, yeah, hell yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Um. Speaking of that, this film... Uh, in my research, I discovered this movie faced scrutiny for uh, depicting like all the black soldiers as cowards, and in the it, like all the black characters, they kind of depicted as that. And they only allegedly. depicted one black character as a coward. I don't know. That's just what I read in an article. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that article was racist. Yeah, maybe for thinking that one black guy was the same as all the other black guys. It also there was two. Sh- shit on the movie for not having any black officers and uh well what do you it's vietnam in the 70s what do you want yeah and also are you mad there's no female officers too like i hate (laughs) to be that guy but like yeah it was america in the 70s that's well the other crazy part about it i got bad news for you about politics then it's crazy that you're like mad at that racism but you're not mad at like them calling all the vietnamese a slur for the whole yeah movie. well yeah and it's like if you get mad at that just be like yeah i thought it was pretty fucked up that america invaded vietnam so quickly into this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i didn't like I mean, that this was based around a war of imperialism it's like yeah man it's gross yeah the war sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, yeah you're right i i guess yeah good point um this movie made me laugh uh in the opening scene when uh the drill sergeant was like being all homophobic and shit and like problematic. Cause like, like my dad is always waxing poetic about like back in the day when the police drill sergeant guy was allowed to do that. He's like, now they have to be fucking woke. Now they have to be like, if you can't do that, you're a pussy. Well, I hate to be like now fucking liberal agenda. You can only call guys pussies now, man. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I'm about to be like a liberal comedy blogger right now and say like, don't you feel like not being able to be homophobic would make you a better drill sergeant? Like, you really got to dig a little deeper yeah, 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 to get at the core of these people and, you know, fucking whip them into shape or whatever? Yeah. I, I feel mean, like, you know, I feel like these drill sergeants who don't want to change, they're just like the road hacks of being drill sergeants. Yeah. Like, they've got their fucking <laughs> shtick they've been doing since the 80s. They haven't changed it up in 50 years. It's crazy that that worked, like... I guess everybody was just, like, not comfortable with their own sexuality back then. Yeah. Nobody was making I'm gay jokes. Do you think that um, just homophobia in general was, like, a psyop by the military so that way they could, like, bust their soldiers into shape? Uh, Because I think... What do you mean? 
Well, I just mean like keeping it taboo in general. Like they did, they the U.S. Army single-handedly did that. Let's say, just so their drill sergeants could be like, "You are gay," and make everyone fight better. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and that's an insane take. Also, U.S. Army is doing way crazier shit than yeah, that. I mean, so, like Google psyops. I'm <laughs> sure that doesn't sound out of the realm of possibility for me. To tell you the truth, um, yeah, I just think it's funny to like. There's some guys who just, like, miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really says a lot about you as a guy. Back in the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> call a guy LGBTQ to IAS plus. We just called him the F word. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, you called him that. He did 30 chin-ups. <laughs> Nowadays, people only do chin-ups if they fucking want to. Now you call them that, and they have sex with you. What a fucking different country this is. Yes, yeah. Um, the degeneracy. Yeah, the degeneracy of America. Um, this, I feel like I watched this. Uh, I've watched a lot of war movies growing up, and um, even like war documentaries. Like you'd watch them in school, and yeah. I remember my teacher would always be like, "Yeah, it's just crazy how like you see it, and you like look how young everybody is." Yeah, and I just remember being like ten and looking at them, being like, "These are all fully grown men." Yeah. What are you talking about right now? But now that I'm like 20 or 23, it like hits a little harder. Yeah. Like is... just seeing a guy like Charlie. Imagine a guy like you just, you know, in, in two months from now being told you have to take point in the jungles of Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. Like that's another fucking evil thing that they do is recruit children to go fight wars. Oh, like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, It's funny, too, because like I grew up thinking that like. Once you're 30, you're just too old to fight in a war. Yeah. But then I found out that, like, once you're 30, you just join Blackwater. Yeah. And you do the extra fighting. You do even more. Well, you don't really fight. You more just massacre. Yeah, yeah. You more just kill from a distance. Listen, my joints are tired. I'm sore all the time. All I can do is kill unarmed children. Yeah, yeah. My bones are weak. My arms are tired. Let me operate a drone. Send me to the fucking soccer fields. <laughs> doing an operation on this high school it is crazy i guess like i guess it is just the perfect storm of like you can't really blame those guys individually as much as i would like to no you really can't because i mean like that's kind of the whole point of this movie is um it shows you like charlie sheen is kind of the character you're supposed to empathize with the viewer um and they throw him who's just starts at the start of the movie a totally regular dude into the fray of vietnam and then you kind of have, like, the two archetypes of, like, good and evil in the form of um, uh, Elias and Barnes, respectively. Yeah. So Elias is kind of the good guy who's, you know, he's, he's totally disillusioned with Vietnam, but he at least has the best intentions for his teammates at heart. Meanwhile, you have um, Barnes, who's just totally fucked by, the like, having all of his friends die. He's so scared. Like, that's the thing that I really liked. Uh they don't have guys just be evil for the sake of being evil, for the sake of being hateful. They're showing that the root of all these atrocities and all that shit was just the complete fear that all these people felt. They didn't want to die. Yeah. They were all equally disillusioned. But, like, that was, you know, that was what led to it. Having all your friends die, just being fucked up and not wanting to join them, basically, and also not wanting to be here anymore and not giving a fuck about it, just doing what you had to do to make it to the next day. Yeah, because I do, I don't know, I do want to, like, shit on them for that, but it's also, like, the army does train you to just do groupthink, like, 
I totally. want to shit on people for not objecting or protesting or like just laying down their guns or whatever. But then it's like, yeah, but you know, it's been drilled into you for like years that you yeah. have to do what everyone else is doing. I mean, you go through what, like two months of boot camp or whatever, and that's literally all they do is shave your head, completely depersonalize you and just make you part of a group. Yeah, like, and then they make you totally the whole, hate the enemy and just, you know. The whole big thing about it is, like, if one guy fucks up, everybody has yeah. to face a consequence for it. And so I guess, like, after that, it's, like, pretty hard to think for yourself. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, I do. I can empathize with that shit. But that's kind of the interesting thing about this war, too, is that um, to a certain degree, like, that depersonalization shit... It does work for running an army, for yeah. commanding large swaths of people. It does work. I mean, I can't think of a different way to run an army. An argument could be made that part of why that started to fall apart in this war in particular was because everyone started to think for themselves. Because there was a complete total breakdown in the uh, command chain. At le- and, you know, I, I watched Ken Burns' documentary five years ago, so I do know a little bit about Vietnam. <laughs> but... I'm mostly going off what they presented in this movie, which is um, there was a part towards the end where they were talking to their um, commissioned officer Mm -hmm. and they were like, hey, man, like, I don't know how good of a plan this is. And he's like, honestly, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, well, of course, I'm just going to be making my own calls. Yeah. Of course, I don't give a fuck about this group anymore, about the greater mission. I'm just doing what I have to do to see tomorrow. Yeah. And so then you have like the people like Elias who are like, you know, going out of their way to try and rescue their boys versus Barnes, who's just like, fuck it. I'm killing everybody. So me and my small group of friends can hopefully make it to the end. Yeah. And I like that's an evil position to put a child in. But also like at the at the point we're in now, like where there is no draft, like if you're joining the military now, just fuck you. Like, you're a psycho. Yeah, I mean, like, unless you're broke as hell. And even then, if you're broke as hell, Rob it's like, somebody. Sell drugs. The military does that. That's the thing, is I genuinely do respect drug dealers more than soldiers. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should. But, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get, like, it, it's the type of thing where it's, like, it's literally, to me, like, being a landlord. Where it's, like, I don't respect that you do that. I think it's disgusting. I think it's deplorable. But I also see you as a victim of capitalism. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, like, I guess when society was like all more controlled by propaganda and there was less information available, I can empathize with that type of shit. But now I, I find no way to do it. And that's I respect that. I think that's fair. But here's my question is what what would make you join the military now? Like, how could you be talked into it? There would have to be like a real war. Like a World War Two style war where somebody was like doing literal atrocities, probably on the Irish for me to <laughs> do anything about it. Huh. Aren't they still doing that over in Britain? Uh, yeah. So they better watch it. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, it's not as bad as it was. Uh, yeah, you no, like they're not doing oh. anything to the Irish right now. But okay. uh, say they were. Yeah. Say they were rounding them all up. Mm-hmm. Say they were expanding Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. I'd ship out. You'd ship up? No, I that's I don't know what I'd do, but I'd consider it. 
Yeah. I probably wouldn't, but I'd toss it around and I'd feel like, damn, am I bad for not doing this? Yeah. As I'm like going for a walk in my neighborhood. I think I'm too nihilistic about it, all that shit now, because like even if there was some sort of like Nazi esque, like they're clearly doing atrocities, I would just be like, well, yeah, but like if we win this war, we're just going to hire all the Nazis anyways, like we did last time. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it would be hard to talk me into joining the... As bad as I want to shoot a guy with a gun, which I have gone on record before a lot of times saying I, I feel like that would make me feel pretty good. Uh, I don't think I could do it for the government. That's fair. I'd join a revolution, though. I would join a revolution. I'd be a revolutionary. Yeah. I'd be a really good revolutionary. Yeah, man. I would do a car bomb like nobody's fucking business. <laughs> um... I thought this movie was very well paced. Yeah? Yeah. I liked how they... Um, <laughs> I looked up the themes for this movie, yeah. and I think the top one was confusion, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> and that's like... That really is how it felt. Uh, like, during all... Pretty much all, like, the kind of in-the-field sequences of them, like, getting shot at, being fucked with, or just, like, camping out, going on treks or whatever, they feel frantic. They feel yeah. scary. I don't like it. I mean, I it was very well shot, and I did overall enjoy watching it. But as I was watching this movie, I was thinking, like, Dan, this is not fun. Yeah. This is not chill. Yeah, it it, it does a really good job of communicating the type of paranoia you'd feel yes. through the fucking jungle. Total paranoia. Like, yeah. And, just, man, there's that scene where Charlie Sheen... Uh, the guy falls asleep while he's keeping watch. Charlie Sheen wakes up in the middle of the night, and then there's the Viet Cong with like the plants and shit taped to their helmets, yeah. slowly encroaching on him. Hated that. Yeah, that one was crazy too because that guy didn't even get like kicked out of the military. The one who fell asleep on the wall. Oh yeah, he just, just like, like pinned it on Charlie Sheen. They were just like, "Don't do this again." That's what they said. And then you know what happened? He deserted and got bayoneted. Yeah, so that's why you always shoot every deserter. Well, I mean, I all know. of them. Maybe you just no loose ends. Maybe like a, I don't know. It's just funny that like the military has all these hard and fast rules, but then it's like I don't know. Every time you get out there, they're just like ah. But yeah, and and that's also another another big thing of this movie is that uh, you know you think that the military is this big, grand, well-oiled machine, and then you get out to the bush and you're like, oh no, it's just whatever he thinks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just going, now he's the whole U.S. Army, just yeah. like some fucking guy who's killed the most other guys <laughs> and is now like just the most fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. That shit is nuts. Like, you know, even on like, you, like you fall asleep on duty, you get a slap on the wrist, you do a massacre and like, say, you know, a, a town square. Oh, man. You just get like you get pardoned by the president like it's crazy like you could just you can fuck up however you want if you're in the army you really can that is wild to me you really can't did you listen to that um podcast about those guys who tortured a guy no you should check it out i think it's called i forget what it's called it's uh by the guy who did um can't remember okay did you have a point or you're just asking? Oh yeah, no, I was just saying it's uh there's this podcast about these uh this platoon of guys who it's like very well documented and they um took a captive in and tortured and killed him. 
Yeah. And uh, but they framed it by being like, oh, yeah, we were doing we we're giving a medical attention when really they just kept doing like horribly invasive medical exams on him uh, just to like get practice and also like put him in horrible pain. Yeah. And everyone got off on that. And now that guy is uh, the guy who perpetrated it uh, basically is going on a fuck the libs tour. Um, <laughs> we fucking got him. <laughs> Damn, dude. That, like, it's hard to even talk about this shit. Oh, it makes me so mad, and I just want to like say hateful things that I know are untrue. It's the worst. Oh, here's the podcast is called The Line, um, by Dan Taberski. Yeah, check it out. Like, I, I don't know. I, let's. Uh... One of my notes is that Vietnam was the most emo war. Okay. Which elaborate on that? Look at how sad everyone was. Look at how down on themselves. <laughs> they all had bandanas on, long hair. Yeah. Just being like, damn, this is fucked. Yeah. Smoking weed. It was an emo war. That's it. It's a very emo war. It was funny to me that they only smoked weed in this movie when like if you read on the if you like read stuff about the Vietnam War, it's just like, yeah, everyone was cranked out on heroin all the time. That's oh, why we yeah. were getting fucked so hard. Yep. And like obviously they would be. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. Totally. I don't want to. I don't want to act like if I wasn't in this situation, I wouldn't be shooting heroin. I've given myself two free passes on drug use. That is the first. If I ever join the army, I'm going to do meth. That's yeah. just how it is. I mean, it seems like it worked in the one historical war I can think of where people were doing meth. Yeah, I mean, look at how fast Germany took France. Yeah, you think they did that not on meth? You're an idiot. Yeah. I'm doing meth. That's I'm doing meth if I join the army. I'm sorry, mom. Can't argue with that. I'm also smoking cigarettes if I go to jail. Can't argue with that either. So <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. That's just yeah. how I feel. I've given myself a free pass on drug use, which is if I ever turn 50, I'm banging some stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you deserve that. Yeah. If I you mean, make it to 50, you're probably not going to die. Like... You, how long does it take for drugs to ruin your life? 20 years? 15 years? You die at 65, 70? It's a life well lived. When I was a kid, I didn't even think I would make it to this age right now. So, like, if I make it to 50, dude, all bets are off. You're on borrowed time as we speak. Yeah. You should go to Vietnam. I've already outlived the the, the maximum prediction I had for myself. <laughs> um. Oh, but yeah, but, sorry, I was talking about how the movie was paced. I really liked how they interspersed the horrible, tre- you know, fucking battle sequences with just, like, chilling at the camp. Yeah. Like, there was a couple moments where, like, well, I, I guess the first one where, like, all the kind of bad characters were, like, drinking and gambling at camp, and then all the chill guys were, like, smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that... And all the guys who were drinking and gambling were, like, those fucking pieces of shit. Oh, yeah, I know. They can't, hated them. I can't believe they're trying to take their mind off things. Yeah, as they're just getting hammered and like being sad. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. very American. It's just like drunks looking down on every other drug user. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiot, <laughs> degenerate. Yeah. Let me go home and beat my wife. Yeah, they're like doing like six shots of Jameson, and you're like, those guys, their brains don't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that 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 was just like fucking me up though. Like. I don't think I would be able to, like, smoke weed or even probably drink if I was in the middle of war. Yeah. Because, like, I'll smoke weed now and be like, oh, f- what if I I might have to go to the st- 
store today. <laughs> Just imagine smoking weed and then hearing a mortar go off, and you're like, oh, God, no. Damn it, I was thinking about dogs. I got to aim at shit. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that they probably would have won that war if everyone wasn't so zonked out. Like they were probably just missing shots like all the That's time. That's what I'm saying. How could you not? Like they're smoking weed before you go into battle. I can't smoke weed before I could do stand up, bro. Yeah, it's like no wonder they hit so many innocent civilians. <laughs> yeah. That was not on purpose at all. Yeah, do you think the Milong massacre was just uh or mu- whatever it was called was mm-hmm. just a couple of guys who had a little too much to smoke and yeah, they were got a little loose with the napalm. Yeah, they were too stoned to aim things. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, we just killed a bunch of villagers." <laughs> oh, bro, what a bummer! They're like sending like insecure guy high techs to the the marshal in command. They're like, "Dude, I know that I shouldn't have done that, but I did, and uh, I'm gonna go to therapy about it." The point is, is that I'm sorry. They're like texting the the major general in the way that I would text one of my exes. Like, it's like 3 a.m. and they're just like, "I just want to apologize for everything. Like I was not in a good place." I when acknowledge that I've made mistakes. This was fully on me. But I swear to God, I've changed. <laughs> like that's so funny. The like you just fuck up in the military and you get in less trouble than I did when I let a girl copy my com homework in grade 11. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's the very funny thing about the military. They touched on that well in uh, uh, Starship Troopers, where it's like they scream at you, they yell at you, they do all that shit, and then you threaten to leave, and they're just like, come here, sweetie. Yeah, don't do that. Come here, sweetheart. Let me stroke your hair gently. What do you... Would you like to be a general? Let's not get hasty. (laughs) All you did was shoot your friend in the head. Look, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Me personally, I've made a ton of this exact same mistake. (laughs) Yeah. I do think that's, uh, I think that's what went wrong in Vietnam is everyone was too stoned to hit the right building with their napalm. You're right. They were like, oh, fuck, we hit all the arable farmland. Well, I guess pretend this is some sort of scorched earth strategy then. I guess we'll think of a name for this. Yeah. God damn it. I pressed the Agent Orange button instead of the bullets button. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're going to make museums about this fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, imagine fucking up so bad someone made a museum about it. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, uh, just a monument to your fucking mistakes. The worst I've ever fucked up is like I'll get teased sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then imagine somebody like documents it and gathers historical evidence. Yeah. Just a Vietnam vet in the war museum being like, I get it, dude. How many times do I have to say <laughs> I'm sorry? Why you keep bringing this up? <laughs> <laughs> the one yeah one of the complaints i have about this movie is like they address napalm very briefly which is like they act like it was used in battle they're yes. like they're getting overrun so they're like napalm this location like but they don't address like napalming every single farm no they like don't all the like nature and then they don't even talk about agent orange at all no which like in all fairness probably a lot of the troops on the ground didn't really know about that shit or at least if guess, they did know about that shit, there's a chance that they just didn't run into it. I guess probably not. And yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of the cool part about this movie is that it's not some grand big military commentary. It's just supposed to be a personal experience of what it's like to be caught up in something so much bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can't hate the player on that one. You got to hate the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I do like how they address, you know, 
Man, it always fucking uh, throws me for a loop when I hear like the, I guess like industry jargon for like term like military terms, like how they're calling napalm nape, yeah, and shit like that. It's <laughs> like, oh man, that just like it adds to like the depersonalization and like kind of minimi- minimizing of what you're doing. Yeah, it's like, why do you got to talk so cool? Well, that's the thing. It's like just being like, hey, we got to napalm this whole forest versus like, yeah, can I get some nape? in here can we get a little nape going <laughs> it's like that one's a lot easier to call in than yeah. the other we uh, we got to do a bit of a side nape me bit of an apostrophe side <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah uh, it's funny that they get sent to cambodia when they weren't supposed to be there it's weird that like i don't know I guess it is a personal experience thing. I kind of forgot about that while I was watching this. Yeah. I sort of thought that they were trying to do like a commentary on the war. And then I was like, well, why didn't you talk about heroin and Laos? I mean, yeah, that would have been two sick topics to include in here. Yeah. But yeah, this definitely was just kind of I I do think it was meant to be a commentary on the broader war. But it total like it was really just about or supposed to be focusing on like the average American who was shipped up here. And the fuck shit they had to go through and the way it kind of shapes you into being um, kind of a horrible person to a certain degree. And that's the yeah. only way you're going to make it through it. Yeah. Because like, kinda, ooh, sorry, uh, sorry. I, what were you going to say? It's weird to me that like, uh, I don't This might be like a fucking woke Twitter guy take, but uh, it it's weird to me that it's like, it's kind of gross how it's pitched like a oh, we went through so much fucked up shit, feel bad for us. But then you're also watching, like, these villagers go through way more fucked up totally. shit in their perspective, like, not addressed at all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very hard for me to feel bad for Charlie Sheen's character when he's still just, like, letting, like, he's just watching that shit happen. You didn't feel bad for him? During the village scene, you didn't kind of get where he was coming from a little bit? I... Honestly, I was mad at him. Why? I don't know, man. It's it's just hard for me to have empathy for that guy when, like, ten feet away from you, there's people that have it worse. I a mean, a lot worse. You're and right. It's arguably, like, you're part of why they have it worse. You're totally right. But it's like, man, it, it's almost like the same as uh, dealing with the cop or like uh, with cop violence. Where you're like, you know, everyone's always asking, please, hey, why are you shooting, you know, unarmed people so often, uh, specifically minorities all the time? And then they're just like, well, you know, fucking they shot my buddy once or whatever. Some Something fucked happened to me one time with this type of person. And then they're using that as a license to just go off and be crazy on everybody. And it's like totally just fear based. It's all based in they're terrified of what the other is going to do to them. And they're just focused entirely on self-preservation. It's people who are so PTSD just to fuck to where they can't even make any basic, you know, um, decisions at this point. They can't make any reasonable moral decisions because it's also focused on not being shot. Like their friend just was. Yeah, I mean, I, let's not even talk about... Because, no, I don't have any empathy for any cop who does that, or in general at all. Because, like, you guys get free therapy and you don't go because you think it makes you look like a pussy. So, fuck you. Suck my nuts and my dick and my balls. <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, I guess I do see the point about 
the military thing with the PTSD because at least then you're like in a war. Yeah. If cops see themselves as in a war, then we should. They do. What do you think the whole thin blue line thing is, bro? They literally think that they are the front line between depravity and civilization. Oh, it's fucked. And that's why we've been big police reform guys this whole time. It is fucked because that is the culture of it. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to. It's too messy and we'll talk about it for too long. I mean, fair enough. But I do think it is kind of I, I do think it's similar. I do think it's similar to a degree. Um I don't know. Man, you drive back to Sherwood Park every night. Like, you live in the suburbs, dude. Like, at least in Vietnam, you're like, you're scared all the time. You're right. Look, I'm not saying cops aren't pussies. Yeah, which, let's let's say it. Cops <laughs> are pussies. Just get it out there. But I do, I, like, I do... Uh, I do think a large part of why they act so hastily in a large uh, in a lot of those situations is, you know, for sure it's because of if implicit racism and all that stuff. But you it's kind of undeniable that they do see a lot of shit sometimes. Yeah. And that's bound to affect them and they're, you know, you're right, they're not getting help for it. Go to the free therapist. But I would also say that that's a, you know, broader problem with cop culture that we do need to reform and fix somehow. I don't know. This yeah. is a movie about Vietnam, but <laughs> um, I do really like the prelude to that village massacre scene, though, because yeah. right before that, the main leader, Barnes, the guy who's all scarred up, his like best friend in the war dies. Yeah. And Charlie Sheen sees him just like hunched over drinking miserable. Mm-hmm. And then he snaps when he's in the village right after his pals died. And you could see it was totally out of fear. Yeah. I mean, I do get it in, like, the context of Vietnam because that was, like, a strategy the Viet Cong used was uh, dressing up like they were just villagers. So then you're, like, paranoid, like, any villager could kill me at any time. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I can, yeah, thanks for explaining to me why I should have empathy for those guys. And you're Um, right. Like, I mean, I I totally get where you're coming from, too. It is fucked up what they did. But I think that the whole kind of point of this movie is to create a bridge between where you're you, the regular guy, sees all that shit that happens in Vietnam. And you're like, damn, how could you even do something like that? Like, how are you? How are how is anyone? It must just be evil people going there and doing evil shit. That must be what it is. And it's like, no, man, it's regular people who got fucked with until they became capable of this hor- horrific atrocity shit. Yeah. That's the point of the movie that it's trying to make is that it's uh, war turns these, you know, good yeah. or fine people into just monsters. Yeah. I and agree. even Charlie Sheen doesn't get through it. That's through true. Scott free, you know? He does become a bit of a monster. He becomes a monster at the end. Yeah. Um, I don't like, yeah, yeah. It's a, what do you think? Like, I don't think this movie glorifies war. I think oh, it glorifies no. being a soldier a little bit. I don't think it does. Did this movie make you want to be a soldier? No, but nothing would. I think it like, but it does. Okay. But like, that, like, but like compare this to like Top Gun. Yeah. Which totally glorifies being a yeah, soldier. Yeah, That's in my notes is like. In co- in its context, compared to every other movie, it's like, yeah, you were woke and shit. But it's also like, they still show, like, soldiers, you know, being fucking, like, they're like Charlie Sheen's character. He's the hero, like, for the, most of the movie. He's he like, is the hero. And, I mean, Willem Dafoe is sick. 
the entire yeah. time he rules. Like it's almost like I don't know. It just feels like the there's some bad apples argument. And I and, and I do get why you would say that, but I think that the point that this movie's trying to make is that it's not a few bad apples that are spoiling the bunch. It's like the apples are rotting. Yeah. The, the a- all fucked. of yeah, exactly. All of the apples are rotting. It's all fucked. Yeah. Some are going to be good, but like I think the point is is that they're all going to get rot on them eventually. Yeah. You know, Willem Dafoe like he was kind of the paragon of morality in this movie. Um but like even he was kind of starting to get disillusioned. And I feel like Charlie Sheen, he talks about it in the end kind of sum up where he says that he feels like the son of uh, Willem Dafoe's character, Elias and Barnes, the bad guy. Mm. And um, he was, I mean, like he has that kind of good, I think moral core to him, but he also proves himself totally capable of committing atrocities. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the whole thing. It's not trying to be cut and dry. It's not trying to be like a few bad apples spoil the bunch. It's saying like, yeah, there's bad apples in the bunch, but that's not necessarily what's spoiling everybody else. It's the unwinnable yeah. circumstance. Shouldn't have put those apples in that basket full of mold. Yeah, it's like you're just putting it's putting apples in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, damn, why did that one apple make all these other ones go bad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think maybe I just didn't get this movie. I think I went into it too angry because this is Cause probably I, my favorite war movie. Yeah, I spent I was this whole week I've been reading about Blackwater shit. <laughs> yeah, I this is like, a wrong week to do. I that. just came into this furious. <laughs> dude. Like, I was already railing against the military just in my personal life all week. And That's then very funny. I had to watch this and just like oh. try to f- feel bad for some guy who like stops a sexual assault but also lets them explode an entire village yeah and it's like yeah i don't know um (laughs) you know what this movie really kind of reminded me of or i guess this movie's portrayal of vietnam reminded me of Hmm. a mismanaged kitchen (laughs) okay where everyone's you have the chef in place and you're bringing all these problems this specifically this reminded me of working at red robin like right towards the end yeah where everything was fucked we all knew that, and he'd bring these problems to the leader, and the leader would have to be like, listen, I don't care. Yeah. Now what do you want to do? <laughs> and so you would just kind of have like these, I guess, like almost like warlords, I guess, rise up. They weren't like real leaders. They didn't have any formal authority, but they were just like willing to make calls for the rest of the team. Yeah. So like you had a couple of people in the kitchen who were just dog shit at their job, but like you could go to them. They'd get you through it. Yeah. And you could, you know, fucking make a couple calls. I I don't know, man. It just felt like nobody knew what was going on, and we were. it was all just total self-preservation. Yeah. I guess, like, I mean, of course that's what it becomes when you're getting shot at. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was just uh, the parallels were striking to me to every bad kitchen job I've ever had. Yeah. Hmm. I find it hard to like. I don't know. I still like I hear everything you're saying to me and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Uh, Maybe that it's all bad. It's bad that they were put in that position, and that's bad. But I also feel like uh, it's hard for me to feel bad for like people who come back from war fucked up. <laughs> it's like 
It just sounds like you fucked around and you found out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like They did. But it's also like, I don't know, why did they have to fuck around? What situation were they in that they had to yeah. go find out? And it's like, sure, maybe they just hated Vietnamese people. <laughs> and were like, finally, an opportunity. Or maybe they were drafted, or maybe they had no money, maybe they needed health care, maybe they needed to get an education, maybe they just really needed a Dodge Challenger. <laughs> you know, there's lots of reasons people go to war. <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> we're just going to have to agree to disagree on that point. <laughs> and, like, I'm with you, you know? Like, I think that the, the respect that people give um, soldiers is a little misplaced. Where it's like, thank you for your service, but it's like, what did you really do? You know, you were part of a war of imperialism. Yeah. I think that's horrible. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I respect your struggle. I respect what you went through personally. I guess, yeah. You kind of have to. It's, yeah. It's kind of funny to me when people are like, oh, I was was poor, so I had to, I had to do what I had to do. And then what you had to do ends up being like, murdering other poor people yeah (laughs) like i don't know it's weird that like people don't find like common ground they just go yeah those are the other and we have to get them out of here i mean yeah man that's how they train you that's how they train you. you you're already a little racist going into it they play it up as much as they can I guess uh, what I'm and then they dangle money or going to jail over your head. So yeah, what do you want to do? I guess I shouldn't be mad at like anyone on a personal. I mean, you should just be be mad at the machine. That's the thing. Get mad at the machine. Get mad at what turns these people out. These regular fucking Charlie Sheens into these monstrous, horrific Barneses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the machine, dude. Rage against it. Yeah, you know rage I mean? against it. Support is, the fellas. No one's ever said something like that before. Yeah. See, this is... I support the guys. Hate the army. I guess I gotta support the guys. For, yeah. Free to guys. Yeah. Free to guys from the army. I don't know why I'm so hateful towards the guys. <laughs> You're right. It's just a couple of fellas. But it, just, it does, it's, just, it's just the boys, it dude. It does make me like viscerally angry, and I want to hate them on a personal level. And I mean, but that's just like, like so wrong. It's so easy to do that. It's so much easier to do that than to like think about like, OK, what got you here? Yeah. Why? Why are I you mean, making the horrible choices you're making? And yeah, I want to be clear. Like, I also hate the machine and the military and the yeah. recruitment and all that. And shit, here's the thing. But I, I want to also hate them. And like the mean? thing is, too, is if I met one of those guys, I would probably not like them. No, I would probably would. not want to hang out with them ever. Yeah. But I would also like, I don't know, I uh, I would understand it. Or at least I would think that I understood a little bit as to why they got there. In part because of this movie, I think. Yeah. I think this movie does a great job personalizing people who uh it's easy to write off in a lot of other in a lot of other war movies. Yeah. Or think that they're dumb and stupid and why is that guy bad and why is this guy bad? This is one of the few movies that shows you. Damn. Yeah, I don't know if I'm smart enough to even be talking about this kind of shit, dude. Well, I like that we're talking about. It. I feel like you're bringing shit up and I'm knocking all your things out of the park here. Yeah, the first episode ever where you're the smart one. Yeah. Um <laughs> Also going back to the Vietnam is a mismanaged kitchen analogy. Yeah. Um which if you've ever worked in a mismanaged kitchen, you get it. 
If you've ever been to Vietnam, you also get Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you fought in the Vietnam War in 1960 to 1970 or worked at Red Robin towards the end, you're on the, we're on the same page. Um, but it... Uh, the, the, <laughs> man, I fucking forget the guy, the actor's name, but the guy who played Dr. Cox on Scrubs and also uh, who was the second in command to Barnes the entire movie. He was the guy who kept asking to be like sent to Hawaii and like put on a break. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Um, I liked that guy, but you know what the problem with that guy was? Hmm. Little too willing to pick up and help. When you have a bullshit job, yeah, you got to do the only the bare minimum, and like sometimes you got to be doing you got to be doing less than the bare minimum always, and then they're watching. Then you do the bare minimum. Yeah, you can't ever do more than that, or else you're going to be promoted. You're going to be uh, given a lot more responsibility, and it's not going to be worth it ever. Because that's what happens to this guy. You know, he's always there. He's always doing his job. He's always like not going on breaks. He's always not stabbing himself in the leg so he can go home. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens to him? Mm-hmm. Becomes the platoon leader at the end of the movie. Yeah. And you can see he's just like, oh. Fuck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah, do the bare minimum when you have to and have a terrible attitude about it. Exactly. And that but that's that's only for minimum wage nonsense jobs. Any any shit job that you have, don't try. Yeah. That it is imperative you don't try. Yeah. If you like, yeah, you're fucked. You're going to get fucked if you try. Yeah, I mean it's just dumb to try. And that's bad. That's bad. Ad- like I would say, that's bad advice. If I was, you know, a bright-eyed eighteen-year-old just going out into the workforce, I'd be like, "Oh, you're wrong. Always try your best." Yeah, but and you know what? You know I've what done happens? it. You get fucked. You know what happens? Though? What happens? You think that's bad advice, so you don't take it, and then you have to fuck around and find out. You'd... And that's the lesson of this movie. That's you're right. That is the lesson of this movie. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. Yeah, because you know what? I used to work hard. Oh, I used to work hard. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, back in the day, I was I was taking extra shifts, staying late when they asked. And you know what happened to me? I got my nuts grabbed by some guy. <laughs> and then I started bullying everyone in the workforce. Yeah. So we all we all get turned by the machine. Listen, either <laughs> either take the advice now or, or you fuck around and you find out. Um I do respect deserters. This movie gave me a a lot more respect for deserters. None of the deserters made it out. I know, but just as a concept, anyone who deserts, I do respect that. I've decided. I also do because I grew up it. like thinking that was like a pussy thing to do. Like if you sign up, you got to follow through. But now I'm like, if you go over there and you see that, and you're like. I'm still going to stay in. I, I don't know, man. Honestly, uh, deserting is a total maverick call. Very maverick decision. It's the most badass shit you can do. There was a line in this movie I really liked. Um, Charlie Sheen was talking to King uh, before he uh, was allowed to go home. And uh, like his parting words to him were like, I forget what they were exactly, but he's just like, you know, there's no such thing as like being cowardly in war. Yeah, it's like do what do what you got to do, and I think that's a good lesson. Sometimes that's dessert. Sometimes that's hiding a pile of bodies. I do think napalming an entire forest is cowardly. Yeah, don't do that. I just meant like cowardly in the traditional sense of the word, yeah. like turning your back on your friends, which I think is cool, depending yeah. on the circumstance. I mean, and that's the other thing is they're not your friends; they're guys that you have to be with so none of you die. Well, yeah, I mean, but I feel like that would forge friendships. 
Maybe. Or do you think that's just like the same as like mom friends where it's just like, do you guys really like each other or are all your kids friends? Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's the same as like high school friends. It's like the same as anyone who's like in a in a, like a shitty situation. Like, of course, you're going to find things to bond over. But then as soon as that's over, you're not friends anymore. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. That would fuck me up if I like went home and was like, so do you guys still want to hang out? <laughs> and, they, and they were like and do what <laughs> <laughs> yeah sit in a forest i do like how this movie shows um friendly fire like uh uh yeah like i i, I read a bunch of stuff about vietnam a, a while ago i don't know why like I, I sometimes i just go down in fucking holes where i just read about atrocities but uh yeah, they did a lot of friendly fire for anyone who went against the grain out there. Oh yeah, big time. They did they did that in all the wars. Did they? They did that in uh I know World War Two that was huge. Um yeah, Deserters or Coward. War yeah, World War One also. Um I can only assume that it's happened in every other war since then too. They they just kept yeah. it on the DL. Yeah. Because you're you're telling me you're not fucking shooting a deserter? I mean, a guy runs away from you and the boys. Yeah, you'd be so pissed. I'd be pissed, dude. It's like, yeah, no one wants to be. And I get it, too. Like, I'd be I'd be pissed that he did it and I didn't. But it's also like you should all just desert. That's the thing. I mean, like, you could all just leave. Yeah. You could all just like mutiny and take over the army. Try that out. Yeah. Give that a shot. If there's any Navy SEALs listening to this. Yeah, if there's any commanders of nuclear submarines who listen to this podcast, but I guess make what, a move. What actually ends up happening is like you're just so fucked up that like you desert from the army and then you just like start a cartel and then that's what happened. Well, I mean, Mexico. that's what you're good at now. It's like you think you're going to join the army to go to university and then you find out like, oh shit, my time in Afghanistan was university. Yeah, like time I, to put this to work. I found out that uh, yeah, in Mexico, like the car- original cartel members like were in the military and then totally it's like hey we have uh guns bro the original hell's angels were all uh vietnamese or vietnamese guys <laughs> <laughs> they were all guys who came back from vietnam <laughs> crazy that the hell's angels became so racist <laughs> <laughs> Man, that'd be so funny <laughs> we do not talk about the first 15 years of this movement <laughs> wearing their fucking rice patty hats going <laughs> fucking riding down the highway yeah, the original Hells Angels only rode Yamahas. <laughs> yeah, they all had dirt bikes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the original Hells Angels were... Um, well, like, I heard that... I actually read in that Hells Angels book that that's a coincidence. What? The Vietnam thing? No, the fucking... Uh, like, because it was like an Air Force unit called the Hells Angels. Oh, and I didn't know that. People think that, that those guys came and started the gang. But they did not. Who who started it? Uh, I think actually, I think it's like half and half because uh, there was like motorbike units in the war, and then that started the motorbike craze. Yeah, but I don't know if there was connections between veterans and the actual gang, or if it was just um, Man. people started liking motorbikes. I heard that. about that motorcycle craze being because of the army. That sounds crazy to me. Yeah, that like just a bunch of guys with PTSD well, riding around. Dude, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> could you imagine like coming back from the war and being like, you know what part I did really like? <laughs> it, look, it was bad. We lost a lot of good men. 
But goddamn, if I didn't have a lot of fun on a motorbike. <laughs> I'm not saying it was easy, but it was fun. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I do love that. Just like, yeah, like everybody getting flashbacks, but like not from the thing they were. Yeah, riding. just like how much fun they had on the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. These are the only good flashbacks. Yeah, it's it's just like, oh no, Grandpa's getting Vietnam flashbacks, and he's just like looking with like a big smile on his face, like revving a motorcycle. (laughs) Sometimes I wake up out of a dead sleep, cold sweat. I'm frozen. All I can think about is how sick it was to ride a motorbike on hills in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just taken back to where I was in that moment. The wind in my hair. Like the feeling of freedom on the, <laughs> on that hear, jungle road. I don't hear mortar shells. I just remember how cool it felt to get air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that would be nuts. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I did. I did really like the friendly fire. That that kind of fucked with me. That yeah. made me a lot more scared. Yeah. To hypothetically be in the army, because like. I don't know, man. That would fuck with me so much. Imagine you're just like wounded out in the bush and you're like, oh, you know, help me, help me. And you see a guy come and you're like, oh, I'm saved. And then he just like shoots you because it's easier to do that than deal with you. Yeah. Like that probably happened a ton. Yeah, it probably did. Um, but I mean, listen, a horse breaks its leg. You do what you got to do. You, that Yes. And I, I'm and a proponent of doing what you got to do. I don't think the military sees any individual troop as more than a horse. I would say that they see a horse as more than a troop, honestly. <laughs> it is hard to get a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is fucked up. Like, I mean, sometimes people are in misery. You got to put them out of it. Yeah. Did you have uh, any favorite lines from this movie? I don't think so. There was one that I loved. It was uh, being yelled at in a fight scene. One of the soldiers yelled, Ho Chi Minh sucks dicks. Hell yeah. Which, i that's awesome. Yeah. Just like straight up like dissing the ops at war. Yeah. Imagine that. Just like you're, you're, the, the Taliban's descending on you. And what do you hear? Bush is gay. Yeah. F- fuck fuck George Bush. George HW and regular W. W- wouldn't it be funny though if they claim came down and they were like, "Yo, fuck the Clintons." And then all the soldiers were like, "Totally, dude." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would have helped us find common ground. <laughs> Which everybody knows the US military and the Taliban, they never collaborated on anything. Yeah, they really those two people probably have never had a secret meeting before. Yeah, no. If I were to hazard a guess, absolutely. Never even chatted. We didn't sell them guns. That's what I will say is there was no there's no evidence or, you know, documented proof that the U.S. military had anything to do with the gun supplies of the Taliban. So maybe, you know, if the Taliban had been more vocally against the Clinton crime family. Yeah. Per chance, <laughs> we could have worked out a deal where we gave them a bunch of tanks and, uh, you know, wouldn't have taken 20 years yeah, for them you to know, get their just... shit back. Handle the Clinton Foundation. It's a little give and take. Yeah. A little bit what of... What do you want? You know, maybe they're like, uh, the Taliban come in and they're like, uh, uh, we don't like uh, the libs. And we're like, 
Yes, sir. The Taliban are like, Bernie Sanders will never be president. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would love that if the Taliban just started sounding like the Republican Party and they were yeah. like, well, they have a couple of good ideas. You know, my favorite genre of uh, Afghanistan veteran is hmm. there's like a there's a, a bunch of them that are like leftists now. Yeah. And so they they're like they've been tweeting a bunch of the way they're like, uh, honestly, I, it's empowering to know that we gave the country back to the rightful owners. The Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, we don't want we don't we think puppet governments are bad. So we should give it back to the Taliban. And it's like, how many kids did you shoot? Yeah. How many little boys did you kill and then say they were holding a bomb? Uh, at least it was at least it all worked out in the end. Before you join the DSA, you got to let me know how many tiny heads you exploded with a fucking M16. Um You know it was another thing in the movie I did like. And actually was probably this you were saying you didn't like the main character or Charlie Sheen through this movie? Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of I'm seeing your points now that you're arguing with what I was thinking. Though. Well, let me let me come down. Let me come to your what your let me see your points for a second here. Just play the devil's advocate, baby. There was one thing that he did that was unredeemable in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Did you read what he wrote on his helmet? No. When I die, bury me face down so the world can kiss my ass. Damn. Imagine dude. just like putting a Walmart t shirt on your helmet <laughs> and <more. laughs> Yeah, that is uh Imagine wow. just like I'm having glad I didn't read that. Just like writing like I'm a gamer. That means just I don't know, fucking I I, I don't even know. Just like you know, like those Walmart shirts where it's like that you'd see kids wearing in like if I ever go to elementary, war, where it's like a guy with video games and it's like signs of a gamer. If I ever go to war, I'm not writing anything on my helmet. I'm gonna draw Bugs Bunny smoking a blunt. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing Ho Chi Minh sucks dicks on my helmet, no matter what war I'm fighting. Oh man, yeah, just a graphic T war slogan. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, I'm a badass soldier born in March, so if you ever cross me, get ready for a hurricane, because my wife bought me this helmet, and I love her. One of those birthday shirts. That doesn't even make sense, man. Don't cross a guy born in March whose last name is Beatty. On your helmet, it just says Virgo season? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've got my rank and star sign. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Rabbit, what's your star sign? Man, that is a great part for Gen Z military. <laughs> yeah. Soldier, what is your star sign? <laughs> Private first class, Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be so funny. Uh, no wonder the operation failed. A bunch of Pisces and Virgos right there. <laughs> <laughs> you never trust an Aries to watch your six, kid. <laughs> That's your first mistake. <laughs> What's your rank and star side? It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I do like sassy slogans on the helmet. Yeah, man. I mean, like, it's the... It's hard because it's, you just want it to be cool, but no matter what you write, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking lame. Like, just have a helmet, dude. <laughs> yeah, just wear it. You're there to get blood money for the oil guy. Yeah, like, seriously. Just fucking chill. 
Put an ace in there. That's the coolest thing you could have. An ace and a pack of Marlboro Reds. Nothing else. Man, if I ever go to war, like, I'm taking poppers out of whatever, dude. there's (laughs) There's no fucking way I'm not blasting Marlboros the whole time. They better have menthols. Oh, yeah, man. In the war for water that we're going to be drafted into, probably. They better give us menthols. If you don't have fucking either the fruit-flavored jewel pods or menthol darts, I'm deserting. Do you think that's like... Because they they couldn't enact a draft like in this day and age, but they could totally just be like, yeah, we started putting uh, cucumber and mango jewel pods in with all the rations. I mean, so I asked if you guys want to join, what would make you join the military? For me, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> if I could get cucumber back, yeah, dude, I'll fucking merc whoever. <laughs> Give me a sniper. Give me a sniper rifle. Put me on a building in Louisiana after a natural disaster. <laughs> You do that for the cucumber, dude. I would do what I, I would usurp a government for. It. I would. <laughs> what are the, What's it called when you? Uh, anyway, do I would a coup. Yeah, I would coup somebody for a cucumber jewel <laughs> pod right now. <laughs> Man, I would go to Libya, Bolivia, wherever. I'd bring back Saigon. I'd take down Ho Chi Minh City. Bring back Saigon. Yeah. All for a rip a cucumber jewel. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, yeah. That's probably how they'll get everybody. Yeah, I'd say so. There's going to be some sort of... What if it's like, they're like, yeah, you can smoke weed in the army now. <laughs> well, then I'd have a lot to think about. Actually, no, I wouldn't. Because we talked... I don't want... If I'm in the army, like, I can't smoke weed. I'm going to be thinking about stuff too much. I'm going to be worried. Yeah. It's just not the right vibe. Yeah, it was funny. They had a line in this movie where they're like, the fucking Vietnamese are putting some chemicals in the weed that makes everybody a pacifist. And it's like, no, dude, that's just weed. Yeah, man, that's... <laughs> you just smoke weed and you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe... Oh, fuck, oh, shit, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I should treat people nicer and stuff. Because that's the thing, whenever I smoke weed after a long day, I'm just like, man, I could have been a little nicer in that conversation. Yeah. I didn't have to... I didn't have to be so rude. I could have been a little sweeter. Yeah, imagine, imagine that after you just spent your whole day murdering people. Yeah, you blew up a village. And you're you like, t- you hit the blunt, and you're like, man, I should go rebuild that probably, shit. Probably didn't have to execute all those children. I gotta, <laughs> man, I gotta work on that. <laughs> I gotta work on my instinct of <laughs> executing children. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I was in, like, it, you'd have to do an opera. You'd have to. I heard in World War II, all our guys were on antidepressants. Yeah, probably still now, I would bet. They cranked some Zoloft into them. I hope that would work. Which, like, yeah, I mean, it would be nice for the people it did work for, but also, like, a side effect of antidepressants sometimes is it makes you more depressed. Yeah. So it's like, I like to imagine that, like, 10% of all allied troops in the war were just like, Another day of fucking massacring. Maybe that's what you want. Just a whole platoon of guys with nothing to lose. (laughs) Can't get boners. They're just ready to go into the meat grinder. I guess maybe if they gave them antidepressants so they couldn't get boners, there'd be a lot less uh, R-wording of villagers. Yeah, I mean, that would be good, as if the whole army couldn't get boners. The army shouldn't... You don't if, look if, you if have you're a gun. You shouldn't be allowed to have a boner. Yeah, if you're going to war, you do not need your boner for however long your tour of duty is. That's why I think the military should be all girls. Yeah, yeah, because they can't get boners at all. I think it should be all girls, but just because that would be hot. 
I think that would be sexy. Mm-hmm. I don't personally. I don't think any women need help being sexy. I think all women are beautiful. Look, I agree with you. No, you don't. You but, didn't say it. I was the one who said it. You're right. I don't think all women are beautiful. Awab. All women are beautiful. Awab. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> damn, damn, dude. That yeah, that's my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> Remember when they say Awab? Awab. That also just sounds like fucking. Uh, who's the guy who's like? Uh, this sounds like Elmer Fudd saying uh, a rabbler. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got anything else? Do you think our parents learned anything from this? What did they learn from this? I hope don't join the war or don't join the army. Yeah, I hope that too. Because I mean, like. There were some other anti-Vietnam movies of this era. I do need to watch them. I've heard Born in the USA is a great one. But this is like one of the best anti-war movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it this is better than every other war movie that I've ever seen in my life. Like they all just are like trying to make everything seem so fucking cool and heroic. And this one does a good job of making it seem like, oh, scary. But I also think that they do a good job of... This is almost like the opposite of Top Gun, where they go, like, so crazy on everyone's a hero, look at how sick Maverick is. But then they do acknowledge, like, there is death, there is some bad aspects, but that's, like, a tiny sliver of the movie. Mm. Whereas this is almost like the opposite of that, where it's all just tragedy and awful shit for the whole time, but they also acknowledge, like, yeah, you know, Elias is kind of dope. Yeah. There is some sick shit. Yeah, there is a bit of sucking off, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I railed against it as hard as I could in my notes, like, even harder than I did on the show. But at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes tight shit happens. Look, was it a war of imperialism? Yes. Was Elias tight? Also, yes. And listen, that's the world ain't black and white. Yeah, the world's full of gray. It's a, yeah. Full of sick and tight gray. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's so, like, I don't know. Don't be a bureaucrat either. Like, it's so crazy to me that there was just, like, guys in offices just being like, yeah, we're winning. Oh, man, that's the craziest part. Everybody on the ground was just like, I need heroin or else I will kill myself. All of those people, all the bureaucrats should have been, like, tried a la Nuremberg. Like, what the fuck? I mean, there should have been so many fucking Nurembergs for America. Like, oh, bro, yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, the Clintons, the fucking Bushes, Obama, like, they should all get Nuremberg, bro. Yep. Kissinger, uh, the other one, Rumsfeld. Oh, yeah. Fucking all the guys whose names I will never know. Yeah. I mean, Stone. And Canada, too. Nuremberg, them. Colin Powell. Yeah, Nuremberg, the whole fucking West, bro. Lisa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyone who wears... Like, this goes back to a point I made previously on the show. If you wear a suit or a robe... You should be tried. Yeah. You didn't You didn't get those fairly. Yeah. If that's your job is wearing a suit, I don't fucking trust you as far as I can throw you. <laughs> uh, and I hope that taught her parents that. Yeah. I hope so, too. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it... I don't... Like, it's crazy, though, because it didn't. Like, there was still, like, sucky-offy military is heroes things until, like... I don't... I feel like generally... Maybe like 20 in the 2010s is when people started being like, oh, this is all gross. Well, like even in fucking 2001, everybody was like, 
I'm proud to be an American. Well, yeah, you're right. And I, I would say that I like I don't even think that's like the mainstream belief at this point yet. Even I do think more people believe that than ever before, or at least in recent history. But like, yeah, you still have fucking like black rifle coffee company and all those fucking yeah. army themed other companies and it's yeah, just like sh- shut up they still do that fucking shit every year where the fighter jets like do loop-de-loops and everyone it's claps. like that's literally what they do in north korea yeah how is this different from a military parade it's not it's not i mean nothing we do is different than any bad country like every just, country that you think is bad we do the same it's shit. just we do it with a different little flavor to it not even. It's the same flavor. We just, like, we think it's sick when it's us. I mean, yeah. But, like, what's is there really a big difference between, you know, Nestle's vanilla ice cream or Cold Stone Creamery's sweet cream? I haven't tried either. I only eat salads. They're... <laughs> I only eat ice cream. Uh... <laughs> I actually had ice cream for lunch today. I did also have ice cream for lunch today. What flavor? I, w- I got a, a cone from Dairy Queen. Oh, I had caramel explosion. Ooh, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, you're bad. Yeah, bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> I was sore, so I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, dude. <laughs> Let me lie around and also eat like shit. <laughs> yeah, can't do one without the other. Amen. That's Brad's war. That's Brad's Vietnam. Yeah, my Vietnam is trying not to eat candy. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what our parents learned from this. Hopefully, some cool guys learned that war is bad. But like. I think that this movie is kind of interesting as opposed to Wall Street, which was another Oliver Oliver Stone movie we covered, where the point of this and Wall Street was that, you know, everything's bad. Yeah. And um, Wall Street, you could watch uh, and take away the complete opposite takeaway and be like, yeah, that was sick. I love being rich. Yeah. Uh, But with this, I don't think it's possible even at all to take away any pro army stance. I don't know, man. I think, like, I would be surprised if there's not, like, some guys who watched this and they were like, yeah, we we love the army. Like, I think you can take away that, like, oh, we should have uh, kept a more uh, watchful eye on it, what was going on down there so we didn't, like, so things didn't get too fucked up. But I think you can watch this and be like, Man, Tom, uh, I almost said Tom Hanks. Charlie Sheen's character, dude. If everyone was like that, we would have won that war. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe you're right. There totally are. Yeah, you could do mental jumping jacks. to. Like if I, you are already a pro-war guy going into this, it's probably not going to change your mind. But, like, yeah, I, think I do think if you're an average guy going into this, this does not glorify war. This makes it seem bad. It makes it seem scary. Yeah. makes it seem awful and confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, the main thing I've learned from this show, I guess, is to never underestimate how good everyone is at mental gymnastics. You're right. People are because it, Olympians. Like, uh, yeah. Mental Olympians. I think if this movie had impacted our parents the way it should have, probably Afghanistan and Iraq probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you're, yes, you are right. So this movie did nothing. Mission failed, Oliver Stone. Try the again fuck next else time. is new, dude? <laughs> Turns out movies don't change the world. Who would have thought? <laughs> really thought they did before I started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to like feel good about anything after watching this. I will say that. Yep. So check it out. I liked it. This is my favorite war movie. Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, we're at the comic strip on Wednesdays. I'm fucking on the road sometimes. Uh, doing a lot of hanging out as well. Um, been reading this book lately called... Um, I actually forget what it's called. <laughs> oh, read uh, Cherry by Nico Walker. That's a good good Afghanistan book. I'll take a little peek at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, come to, Brad already said, Comic Strip on Wednesdays. I will be at the Comic Strip the first weekend in September um, with uh, Ian Lara and Will Hannigan. Um, I think that's it. I'm at Yuck Yucks the first weekend of September and also the last weekend of September.